Previously in the Vigilance, Technojack and 1UP went to find out more about Speedrun. While the Magpie and Omega made preparations to find the Crow, Speedrun lured 1UP into a side street, and Technojack hacked yet another ARC car to follow. 1UP and Technojack ended up talking to Speedrun, finding out that they were after technology to fix the condition of them glitching out of reality, which was transferred to 1UP. Meanwhile, Omega and Jackie met up with Samantha, who took a liking to Omega after giving her some raw meat. Jackie revealed a new suit to go with her new heroic name. As Omega and Jackie set out to find the Crow, Technojack and 1UP convinced Speedrun to meet with Wireframe to find out more about their condition. Where will Jackie and Omega find the Crow? Will Wireframe be able to help 1UP and Speedrun? Find out in Vigilance number 5, Super Sus. Boys and girls, everyone in between or irrespective of that binary, welcome back to Infinity City. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns, and you can find me online at Podcaster Elliot. You can follow the podcast and all the other Elliot Andrews Productions podcasts on Twitter at Elliot Presents. I am your GM of this game as we continue playing Masks a New Generation. Once again, joined by... Hey, everybody. I am Anita. You can find me at Anita the Lesbian on the Twitters and the TikToks. Tonight, I will be playing Omega Lanu, the soldier playbook. They use they, them pronouns. Hello, everybody. I am Allie. I use she, they, or any pronouns. You can find me on social at Allie underscore Yakta underscore Est. And today I will be playing Joy Southbridge, aka One Up. Joy uses she/they pronouns, and One Up uses they pronouns. And that is the Janice playbook. Hello, everybody. My name is Nika. I use they/he pronouns, and you can find me online at Gummis Art, mostly everywhere. And here I am playing. Technojack or Casey Everett, who uses uh, the Protégé playbook and Daisy pronouns. Hello, everyone. I am JV, aka Jade Violet. I am occasionally a person who podcasts and a YouTuber. And I am playing Jackie Cuervo Dawes, aka the Magpie. Vigilance number five begins with a shot of a computer screen. On the screen, we see the sort of outline of a body as if x-rayed. There are various bars and technological readings and readouts that are being calculated. It's not really clear what any of it means from first glance on the first panel. But as we pull back for the second panel, we see Wireframe, and we see Casey. And Wireframe looks over to his protege and just says, So, kiddo, you want to tell me about what happened here, or...? Yeah, it's, it's, it's... Mm. Well, as you can see, by looking at them, things are not normal. Well... Normal is a relative term anyway, but, you know, one would say that, like, glitching in and out of existence is not normal in our physical realm, so. Yeah, that's 
obvious. I was more talking, though, about Taylor Good blowing my phone up about you once again hijacking an ARC car. Oh, yeah, that part. Yeah. It's... If they didn't want me to hack their unhackable car, they shouldn't have made it so hackable. He sighs and rubs the bridge of his nose and says, Kid, you promised that you weren't going to do this anymore. It was... You remember the press conference, right? I do. And I... Even if I joke, I did not do it lightly. Like, I... I needed to... I needed to go really fast. And I didn't see any blue hedgehogs around. So my next best thing was... Using another art car, I... I'm sorry. I'm... I know it... With the tone of my voice, it probably doesn't sound like I'm really sorry, but I am. I've got a meeting set up for you at Architect Headquarters. You're going to be meeting with Taylor mm. first thing in the morning. And, kid, I'd really suggest you cut back on the jokes. Yeah. We just see on the panel, Casey, like, nods solemnly. But then we zoom into their fist and they're like clenching their fist just like Arthur from Arthur. As we pull back from their fist for the next panel, we see the inside of a small, very blank and sterile room. As we see 1UP and Speedrun being analyzed by sort of like flying nanobots essentially. They have these, like, green laser lights that come out of them and scan you up and down. Then one whirs off to the side and another one comes in and does a quick scan. It's very Star Trek looking. 1UP is very coolly trying to act like they have been here with Wireframe before. And, like, they're, you know, totally part of the team, totally, you know... Super experienced. So I think it's just like the the bubbles are one up saying, you know, attempting to like lean casually and say, yeah, right now the nanobots, they're they're scanning your digital manifestation and uploading it to the cloud so that they'll be able to algorithmically understand what's going on. And it's all bullshit but that's you know they're doing their best job to try to put forward something that sounds techy and smart they are leaned up against one of the walls very like what tv shows and movies make you think being cool and casual looks like like the one foot down one up on the wall arms crossed across their chest and they push off the wall and uncross their arms and look at you and say, So, I know that was all bullshit, but, I mean, you at least clearly know something about what you're talking about. It's a lot more convincing than Star Trek Doctor Who reversed the polarity of the neutron flow techno babble. Those were all actually words that came out of your mouth so good job on that one thank you i have approximate knowledge of many things they chuckle as they understand your reference and just say so how'd you get involved in all this mess 
Well, the current mess was trying to help you. So, you know, thanks for that. But the mess before, I really just, you know, have these powers and wanted to do something good with them. Thought getting a getting together with a team was the best way to do it. No, I mean, the powers, where'd they come from? You're uh -oh. video gamey, I'm video gamey. That can't be a coincidence, right? Yeah, there's a panel of Joy's face inside 1UP's helmet who is like, you know, beat of sweats forming, like really nervous about being asked about this. But 1UP's just going to say, you know, born with them, like a lot of folks. Wasn't sure really what to do with them and, and have been trying to grow into them. You know, classic, classic, super normal story for superhero identity stuff. You get it. They lean back against the wall and resume their original position and very clearly look away from one up. And you can tell that they're disappointed in this answer. Okay. Say... Okay, thought you might have been like the rest of us, but I guess it's just a coincidence. The I so the rest the rest of us. The cross town on the docks. Walking up to the docking district, Omega looks. They look rough. They've had a long day. There is sand in their hair from the fight at the beginning of the day. It's been, like, one place to the next place to the next place, so they haven't, like, cleaned their hands from when they were, like, feeding the lion raw meat. So, blood-stained hands, looking, like, rough, a little bit of a black eye from, like, when they got decked in the face, and then, like, right beside them... The magpie is just looking fresh to fucking death with, like, the <laughs> brand new superhero costume. And I think Omega has just been so focused on, like, all right, I caught a scent that seemed familiar to what the polecat smelled like. I need to focus on, like, tracking that. And I think they've just been laser focused on, like, trying to follow that scent. So I think they are moving methodically through the city, just like trying to make sure that they can keep the scent. And also just in general, trying to be quiet and like sneaking around more so than like busting into the spot. Jackie is also moving slowly and as quietly as humanly possible with the general eye towards trying to get a sense of what might be going on inside of the building before running in there, because that seems like a terrible decision. <laughs> They're both on the side of the building, on the fire escape, looking through a window. Inside of this building, it is full of technology and screens. This warehouse is obviously not being used for, like, shipping and receiving. This has been converted into some sort of a base. There is, like, a lot of screens and computers, and, like, obviously whoever runs this place 
is very technologically savvy. But as you are looking inside, you also hear a set of footprints land very gently behind you on the fire escape. And as you turn around, you see the person you recognized from your grandfather's retirement home as the polecat, who looks at you and says, You're not supposed to be here. A shiver-like sort of illustration runs up both of our sides as like, dang, you caught us. As like the speech bubble like enters the frame and Omega slowly turns around and appraises the polecat. They seem surprisingly a lot less tense than they had been previously. Hello? Viva just in the neighborhood, thought we would say hi? We did not have a plan when we came to do this, did we? No, I, not, not, not really. I did not expect to actually be able to find you. Gosh, my nose is very good. Yeah. Hi. Good dragon. I am Omega. What is your name? They sigh as they look at the two of you and shake their head and say, You can call me Polecat, but... I have a feeling you already knew that. Looking over at the magpie, do you two want to cut the crap and tell me why you're really here spying on us, or am I going to have to punch it out of you? I feel like you know why we're here already. I mean, like, you have the crow in there? And I obviously am here for the crow? Why did you take the crow? I didn't take him. Kinda seemed like you did. You know, with the whole the whole kidnapping situation at the To be fair, you are Zikro's most famous nemesis. Very cool. I did not it did not connect to me. I heard Polecat and I had read files. This is very cool. I'm off topic. You are the crow's arch nemesis. So maybe you know something about what might have happened to them if you didn't kidnap them yourself. Yeah, you're looking at the wrong polecat. And they push past you and open the window and climb inside onto like a walkway on the inside, sort of raised up by the window. They look over the barricade down to the floor below and say, Pops, we got some visitors. Jackie is starting to put things together a little bit. Seems like there's a small light bulb sort of occurring to Jackie at this moment, just a little bit, sort of. Oh, I get it. I think we're following after. Omega has no qualms with following after. I think Omega will sort of look to Jackie, and if they give the okay, will duck inside and step into the spooky evil lair by the docks. As the two of you step inside, there is a speech bubble from down below that just says, who the hell? And... The polecat you've been interacting with calls out and says the magpie and one of their teammates 
and they very easily just, like, step over the barricade and fall, essentially, down to the ground below. Land in a very cool classic superhero pose, and then just look up at where the two of you are. And Jackie, you hear your dad's voice say, Ah, oh, damn it. Uh, <laughs> okay, this is, this is fascinating. You don't seem too tied up down there. Hold on one second. I'm just gonna, just gonna walk down these stairs. I don't really feel like jumping. I'm gonna just walk. Just make hard eye contact with her dad with the most, like, questioning eyebrows ever eyebrows raised all the way to the ceiling just she has so many questions <laughs> as soon as the crow's voice sort of like rung out from below like an audible gasp and i think omega is going to turn look at jackie's expression which is probably just like tired and done with dad shenanigans and is honestly confused is going through a bunch of like scenarios in their head about like maybe the crow has been cloned and is like working for someone else maybe this is a long lost twin of the crow and something else is happening maybe this is a recording of the voice just preparing for a bunch of situations because they're walking into the middle of a supervillain den. And they don't know what to do, but this is the quest to save Jackie's father. So they are going to walk in, taking Jackie's lead, just post up behind them, and be ready. As the two of you finally make eye contact with the crow and... The other person standing with them, who I will go ahead and reveal, is, to nobody's surprise, the polecat. The two of them are standing on the floor at a large computer terminal. This computer screen takes up a good portion of one wall of this warehouse. The screen is showing several different sort of sub-screens on one monitor. And there is obviously, like, several different keyboards and controllers and various technological doodads laid out on the desk underneath of it. Neither one of them seems to be particularly fighting. They are very casual, but it's that kind of tense casual. Like, there is heavy, heavy tension in the air, but nobody's, like about to jump each other. I feel like we just went through this. What it what is happening here? Seems like like a like a rather large uh secret that you've been keeping here. What is going on? Rather than the crow, the polecat is the one to speak up and says that's exactly what we've been trying to figure out here. We've collected a lot of data from across the city, and the crow's been helping me to analyze it, but... And then the crow cuts him off and says, 
not willingly. This is just, this is another of your tinfoil hat, harebrained conspiracy theories. How long until you just let me walk out of here? I've told you before, I'm not interested in helping with this type of shit. Just let me walk and we'll go our separate ways. Okay. Do, sir, do you frequently kidnap people from public venues to show them your computer screen? Because that's... Dude, you could just send a text message. That feels faster. The young polecat audibly snickers from behind you, and as the panel shifts over... We can see that they have, like, a can of generic soda in their hand. Their mask is rolled up to, like, just over top of their nose. And they're sipping at it very casually. The polecat responds and just says, Texts are a lot easier to ignore when people don't want to talk to you. And the crow responds and says, Maybe somebody in that case should take a hint when they're not getting a response and leave the person alone. Because some of us have real problems to deal with and don't just go around looking for trouble where there's not any. As Omega is watching the two of them, the polecat responds very sort of, angrily and just says, you've always been like this, just undermining everything I do just because of how things are. I don't know why you won't just help me. We've got evidence out the ass here that something is going on in this city. Every time there's any sort of crime happening, the same heroes are dispatched the same heroes show up instantly. There is a heightened sense of security all across the city. There's cameras everywhere. And you're... If you don't help me in this, you are complicit in the police state that is being enforced upon us. And the crow is just gonna sort of chuckle and say, Maybe if there weren't so many people like you out there... They wouldn't need all the cameras. And Omega, something in the way they're talking to each other feels very much to you like bickering siblings. Back in the alleyway. Well, not really the rest of us. Bad phrasing, but me and Rage quit. One up is just going to kind of take a step closer and say, "So Rage Quit also kind of has video game e powers, and you got it, you got it the same way." Well, both of us through an online competition. I finished a game in record time. He, I'm not sure exactly how it worked, but. Something about getting pissed off and smashing a controller, the monitor, I don't really remember. He tries not to talk about it. Doesn't want to get all angry and... And they, like, arch their shoulders and, like, 
flex their arms out like they're getting big and strong and just say, Oh, me rage quit, me get mad smash. Yeah. So these online competitions, right? Weird question, but are these games that I would like know? Are they things that are, I don't know, still around? That's the thing. His game seems to have been scrubbed off the face of the internet. Mine too. Yeah. Weird. And 1UP is definitely, like, internally debating what they should say. Like, not wanting to give anything too much away. And I think we'll fall silent for a little bit. Just kind of process this. And then we'll say, um, hey, Rage Quit, do they have any of this, you know, glitching problem that that you've got? And I've got? Not that I've noticed yet, just the anger issues, but I think that's more of a personality flaw than anything. Right. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, kind of hard to go to therapy when every time you start getting emotional, you break a wall. Yeah, I can, I can imagine. But hey, you know, maybe maybe you and me and Rage Quit should, like, hang out or something sometime, you know? Well, we were looking for people that got their powers the same way as us, but if yours came from your parents, then I guess it's not really relevant. No, yeah. So, yeah, no, the thing about that is, you know, like, that was... That was, that, that, that wasn't true. I, I lied. Before they get a chance to respond, there is a buzzer sound and the sound of the door depressurizing and the door swings slightly open and they just kick off the wall again and start walking over towards it. I think that what up losing any and all cool that they may have established before is just going to like immediately rush after them and be like, sorry, yeah, it's I didn't I didn't mean like I didn't mean to lie. It's not like I lied on accident. I just, you know, we we only just met each other and I I just I wanted I wanted to suss out the situation, but it, it does sort of sound like my deal. They raise their eyebrows and just say, rest assured. You're the only sus one here right now, and push past you to walk out the door. One up is going to follow, continuously babbling, but it, the babbling is more like one up trying to reassure themselves than it is any like actual conversation. Like it's just like, yeah, I just sometimes have a hard time like trusting new people, but I really think that you know we've got some similar like backgrounds and i'm sorry literally like in the comic text bubble it would trail off as the text just gets smaller and smaller as they keep babbling <laughs> so the two of you arrive to the room where wireframe and technojack are technojack is just like putting on like a calm exterior basically but uh, under their breath they're muttering like I'm still going to f wear my funny tie. Wireframe looks at the two of you that enter into the room and says, So, good news and bad news. 
good news is that we were able to identify that there's something coursing through the two of you. The bad news is we haven't ever seen anything like this before. I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's some sort of... It... I mean, the on, it sounds ridiculous, but the only way I can describe it is that it's like binary code is inside of your body. The code is acting... Well, I mean... Something between an antivirus and antibodies? It's like... Your body's self-defense mechanisms have been digitized. And the longer they stay that way, the worse it's gonna get. Ooh, that doesn't sound healthy. The good news is I do believe that we can contain it, keep it from getting any worse, but you would need to be under surveillance 24-7. Oh, 24-7? Like, like, like meaning 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Surveillance? Meaning living here in a containment unit so that we could keep an eye on you. And if that's not an option, like, because, like, when my antivirus is acting up on my computer, I can, you know, it's like right-click uninstall. Is that something we can maybe look into, or...? He raises an eyebrow and says, it's not impossible, but that's what we'd be working on by observing you. We can't just press a button and get everything to uninstall. We have to see what's going on before we can work to counteract it. Without you here to observe, we can't get the data we need to work on a cure. Right. Hey, here's a question. B-Run, not sure if you're for this, but I have some personal obligations that would make it very difficult for me to be observed in this way. If they figure it out with you, maybe, you know, then it's just like, oh, great, we figured it out. Now we can fix one up. Huh? Let me get this straight. You want me to be the guinea pig and you reap all the rewards. Uh, that is not how I phrased it. But it's what you said. It's, it is, it is a, it is a harsh way of rephrasing the general concept that I put forward. I would buy you pizza. Did you just try, you just tried to buy my freedom with fucking pizza? Thai food, maybe? I could do that instead. They shove past you once again, this time, like, intentionally hard, like, shoulder into shoulder. And as they're walking away, just hold up a middle finger. I think that the way that 1UP is weathering this is genuinely just sort of being excited about the fact that some of the mystery of their origin 
is being potentially unraveled or are there at least some clues a little by little so as even though this is going so horribly i just don't think one up could be deterred by the fact that they may have met someone who's in the same situation as them and might be starting to figure out some clues as to the big mystery that's you know haunted their entire like superhero identities life basically i don't want to sound like an unsupportive friend but it kind of sounded like what Tron was saying, the way you said it. I know. I just, I mean, you know that, like, I I kind of have another life. I can't just be eh. here. Yeah, I know. But also, it did kind of sound bad the way you said it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Both of these things can be through at the same time. But yeah. But I don't think they're going to, you know, be happy to work with us for a little while. I know we met under really bad circumstances, but I have a feeling that, like, it's really important that I can try to, I don't know, get close to speedrun. Is that crazy to think that that's possible? I just, we've got some, we've got the same sort of thing going on. Seems mm -hmm. like it would be a shame not to talk about it. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. I think it would definitely like, okay, this sounds kind of like, I hate this kind of speech, but it sounds beneficial for both of you to, you know, get close to each other. But also, I think they are going to need a bit of time. They seem kind of stressed. They're, they've had a rough day, and I don't think what just happened is going to make them any more, you know, receptive towards us for a little while. Yeah. I think maybe what I need to do is see if I can work something out in my, you know, other life and uh -huh. then go from there, maybe. Yeah. Also, wireframe at Technoject turns to wireframe. Is there any possibility of us like doing that monitoring thing through like something else than like a containment unit like maybe you could slap a like a high-tech medical bracelet on one up or something wireframe looks at the two of you and says i'll see what i can come up with got a feeling that you don't give out your number one up so Techno Jack, I'll get in touch with you if I come up with anything. Uh-huh. Thank uh, you. Yeah. And for that, I'm not going to wear my silly tie to the meeting. I'm going to wear my business tie. I promise. Casey, please take this seriously. Mr. Good is not somebody you want to mess around with multiple times. Yeah. I'll leave it up to you. Do you want to go in there on your own or do you want me to come with you i think i need to do it alone this time all right just call me when you're done all right yeah thanks in the polecats warehouse there's a lot that is passing through omega's mind but i think at the forefront the thing that they land on is if we are to believe the facts that are laid out in front of us, 
the crow has been kidnapped by one of the more famous supervillains of Infinity City. And they are heroes, so they need to save them. So Omega is going to sort of take a step forward and just say, whatever your relationship, polecats, whatever you are trying to do here, you've kidnapped a citizen of Infinity City. I am a hero, and I am going to stop you. You will let the hostage go, or we will come to blows. They are trying to act very tough and scary and intimidating, <laughs> but there's a little tremble in the voice. The polecat picks up on this and literally just laughs at Omega and says, Kid, I've been working in this city longer than you've been in this city. If anybody's calling the shots here, it's me. And he is stepping up towards Omega in a very threatening way. Before his shoulder is grabbed, he's spun around and the crow punches him in the face. Jackie's reaction is going to be similar to mine, which is simply just initially looking as though she's going to possibly step in between the polecat and her teammate. But before that can even happen, is just wide-eyed and completely blindsided by the fact that her uh, dad punched somebody just swear in the face but sort of past that she's not really going to move i think she's just going to sort of let whatever just happened play out a little bit because it seems like that situation is going to resolve itself a little as the adult polecat is knocked down to the ground teenage polecat rushes from behind you deploying their metallic pole and pushes past you to step between the two of them. He looks your father dead in the eyes and says, You're not going to hurt him anymore. Get out of here. We'll call this whole thing off. We won't be involved with you anymore. That's what you've wanted all along. That's what you're going to get. Okay. Honestly, that makes that makes a lot of sense to me too. Next time y'all have something you want to say to either of us, text message us, please. I mean, you could even message us on social media. That will also work. Kidnapping is just not, that's just not the move. That is not the vibe. I don't know what the hell else is going on here, but what I do know is that this this all could have been avoided by somebody sending an email. How many times have we said we tried to get in contact? Your father here ignores us. That was a senior polecat from the ground rubbing his jaw. And I know that he said, girl, take a hint. I don't, I don't know how else clearer we can be. Whatever is going on. We'll talk about this at a later point, oh, oh, again, over email or text message, probably. We're going to go have a conversation, and we'll be in touch. Maybe. 
if it seems like that's necessary. As the three of you are walking out, you hear the adult polecat as he's standing up say, Don't know what I expected. This family loves trying to destroy the city, apparently. In response to that, Jackie is just also going to clench her fist, like, pretty tightly as they all leave. Upon hearing that little quip, Omega really wants to beat this person's ass, like, really badly. You you kidnap somebody, my guy. You kidnap somebody. And I feel like we should all be trying to fight to, like, take this person in and, like, get justice for the whole hiring assassin sort of thing. Upon hearing, for what seems like the seventh time today, everyone talking about Jackie destroying the city and not, like, Jackie being the only Jackie in every known universe that anyone has met so far, being the only one to be able to save not just the city, but the universe. Omega's going to turn around and just use one of their hold to cross a distance between them and Polecat Sr. And we'll try to bust the jaw just a little bit more. (laughs) And, like, just as this person is, like, getting to their feet and saying that spat across the way, in just a blink of an instant, before Polecat Jr. can even raise their staff, Omega hunches Polecat Sr. as they're getting to their feet, and they go flying across the room and land hard on the controls of the polecat pewter. And Omega will sort of, like, stand intimidating, no stuttering this time, no, like, mm, I'm new to this, and just say very confidently, Zikro is under the protection of vigilance now. Do not make us come back here again. We see Polecat Sr. hit this computer. The sparks fly out from it around him. And then Omega feels from behind as the teenaged Polecat uses their pole and, like, wraps it around their throat from behind. Not in a choking way just yet, but in a, like, subduing type of way. Jackie is going to grab a hold of the pole in effort to try to just sort of try to stop the madness and uh, try to get it so that they both can leave. She's going to grab hold of the pole and just stare directly at Polecat Jr. and say, don't make this worse than it needs to be. Just let us leave and don't talk shit as we leave this time. I wasn't the one talking shit or punching your father. No, but you did kidnap him. So, I mean, again, at the end of the I day... I didn't do shit. No, but your dad did. And then your dad decided to talk shit. All I'm saying, this doesn't need to go any further. 
Do you want me holding you accountable for everything your pops does? No, but I do expect you to be smart enough to let us leave now before you get your shit wrecked by, by somebody who almost ended the universe once. If you're going to actually leave, then do it. Happy to. At that point, Omega is going to break the staff, take the metal away from their neck, and walk out of the warehouse before they do any more wild shit. As the door <laughs> is shutting, Jackie's going to um, lean back through the door and just say, Bye, Flop! And then shut the door. And then run as quickly as possible. <laughs> There's probably a scene of like Omega and the crow just walking awkwardly away, and then Jackie running past, and then Omega being like, Oh, we are running. <laughs> picking up the crow, like, fireman style, and just running after. <laughs> I think we're about six blocks away by the time we sort of stop, but it's in front of a fast food chicken joint, and they let out that weird laugh of just, they are too tired, everything is absurd, none of this makes any sense, and everybody involved needs bed. It's that type of laugh. Your dad looks at you and just says, So, I guess I've got to apologize for what happened there. You two hungry? Yeah. Yeah. You sure are. Ah, uh, yes. I knew I was forgetting something. Yeah. Thank you. Uh... We cut inside to, like, the three of you <laughs> sitting in a booth. And the three of you sitting in a chicken fast food restaurant in full costume just going to town on a family bucket <laughs> is amazing to me. The panels leading up is like they all sit down at a booth. Omega sits, looks down at their hands, realizes they are covered in raw meat blood, excuses themselves, goes to the bathroom, cleans up comes back. Then they sit down to eat. Jackie is going to look at her dad and say, so, uh, what you think of the suit? I guess I ultimately didn't need it, but, uh, what do you think? He smiles and says, Magpie, it's... it fits you. Mm. I like it. Omega quickly just, like, scarfed down, like, two or three large pieces of chicken from the bucket, inhaled them too quickly. It's kind of uncomfortable <laughs> to, like, be around, but, like, as soon as those were inhaled, they just, like, started doing one of those intense, like, up and downs of the crow. Just because, like, there is still something that is not fitting about the way that all of this went down. Omega just wants to do a clone check, wants to do a brainwashing check, wants to do any of the, any of the stuff. Doppelganger, is this a Secret Wars type situation? Just, like, trying to see 
if there are any telltale signs of like, is this really Jackie's father? He looks at you and takes note of that and says, you look like you've got some questions. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure that you could answer them. You're not a doppelganger of some kind. There have been too many reports of clonings just in the super community. You understand? I don't know what the poor cat is up to. I have not studied them specifically, but they seem to be tech-scavy. The crow chuckles a little bit to himself, and at this point he's, like, leaned in so that he's not just announcing mundane names into a chicken restaurant, and says, I'm Jacqueline's father, I'm Jackson, and those two... Well, Jacqueline, that was your uncle and cousin. 